can I really start a feud with any airline? Like, I do need to be careful in what I say here. Yes, yes, you absolutely could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. You're the 737 expert, Christos. Name an airline. You could probably tell me if they operate 737. <laughs> I probably right. could now. The just airline. Southwest. Oh, yes. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> probably is. I mean... So- So why should we be excited about the Singapore A380? I don't know. I like the A350. <laughs> so, wow. so, sorry, sorry. Go on, go wow. on. Mate, <laughs> thank see. you for cutting me off there, Ross. But Love you, Nick. Wait, wow. wait. That blew my eardrums. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> sorry, That's great. Way too much. Live in Melbourne and across the aviation world, this is Radio Runway. Welcome back, everyone. We are episode two of season two, and... We have only just released the first episode two weeks ago. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and I hope that you're happy to have us back as much as we're happy to be back. This week, we have with us a very special guest. We have Andy along with us for the ride today. She's going to tell us some stories about her time working in the airline industry, and I'm very much looking to hearing these stories. And without further ado, shall we uh, make her feel welcome, fellas? Andy, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I just want to say as well that we did put out a giveaway a, about two months ago, and Andy over here is the winner of that giveaway. With the best yes. So she Congratulations. does. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was yours is better, Christos. Sorry. Thank you, Tom. So just in case you forgot, we asked you guys to have to send us through the best airline story. Or best aircraft story that you know of, and Andy's over here took our fancy the most. So perhaps maybe you can tell the audience what your story was. Yeah, let's jump into it because I I am so keen to hear this story. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm per- keen. I haven't heard it yet. I'm the only person that knows the story because I'm the only person that sorts. Yeah, the you manage the account. yeah yeah you manage the entrance. All right, all right, go go okay, for it. Okay, so. So for me, it wasn't essentially my funniest story. It was something that was just downright gross. Oh, gosh. And this happened to me. It was actually a couple months ago. So it was fairly recent. Whoa. And I had a passenger come out of the bathroom and they were yelling at me that the forward lav wouldn't flush. (laughs) So she goes, you need to fix it. I'm like, all right. So I've gone in to inspect what it was and... When I tell you, I was left the biggest steaming pile of (laughs) you-know-what sitting on top of toilet paper. There was nothing on top of it. It was sitting on top of the toilet paper. That is disgusting. Were you on Delta by any chance? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's rather ironic, actually, because in the news we were talking about a Delta flight that had a, uh, a, a passenger with diarrhea on board, so... Yep. Pretty shitty podcast, I must say. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Sorry for cutting you off there, Andy. Yes, continue, please. No, that's okay. But I've walked in and I've just gone, are you serious? Tried flushing it. This this lady completely blocked our toilet. She had that much toilet paper at the bottom of the bowl and then this just sitting on top. So I don't know what they've done. Yeah. (laughs) They've... I'm not kidding. It was right on top. There was nothing over the top of it. You could see the whole thing. Wow. And she didn't even close the lid for me. She left it right open, so it was right there when I walked on in. (laughs) They don't teach you this at the academy, do they? (laughs) (laughs) Can I just ask? So 
They genuinely just went up to you and said, it won't flush. No other details. She's come up to me and she goes, the toilet won't flush. You need to fix it. Can I just say, that is is a brave human being to not in any way feel any embarrassment about the fact that they've clogged the toilet with a steaming hot (laughs) On an aircraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then then to turn around and gaslight the cabin manager into saying it's their fault that it won't flush. You need to fix it, you know? like I think it's talent if you ask me, being able to block um, an aircraft toilet because the- Pressure usually just yeah. I, I can't describe it. Well, Soz not Soz. I thought, I thought there'd be enough pressure the there to suck the damn thing out. It couldn't. It was that filled with toilet paper. That is and, just oh, cooked. What else underneath? But it was. It wouldn't go down. Well, that was our winner, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> from Definitely a winner. So when we do next winner. season's giveaway. We make know sure we that's the bar. <laughs> yeah, that's the par. That is the par. Well, to our listeners, make sure you have a crap story then. Yay. <laughs> Yay. There we go. There nice. we go. Well, yeah. Before we get into the bulk of the episode, let me tell you guys about Collectors Aircraft Models Australia. These guys are the experts in die-cast models across Australia. They get the highest quality, highest standard of detail into these models, and they offer a wide range of very unique aircraft models from commercial to military to light aircraft, all anything you can imagine aviation related, they have it. They even have tiny little pushback tugs that you can add to your little planes on your shelf. So uh, thanks uh, again, Collectors Aircraft Models, for getting behind the podcast. You guys are a big help for us and we love opening our wallets at a moment's notice whenever something new comes out uh, with you guys. So get on the mailing list today. Uh, go to their website and join the mailing list. Otherwise, head over to Braybrook in Melbourne to, uh, yeah, indulge in some very high-quality aircraft models. All right, back to the episode. Here we go. I noticed that, Tom, in the introduction, you said that Andy works in the aviation industry. Maybe you can talk about what you do in the aviation industry, Andy. Yes. If that story hasn't told us enough anyway. Well, clearly yeah, yeah. cleaning up other people's shit. That's what I gather from that. <laughs> That's one way to put it, Ross. Thank you, Ross. It's always so good to hear stories like that, isn't it? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I've scarred you now, haven't I? Yeah. Welcome to my life. (laughs) I've had two months to recover from this, to be fair. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm going to need two months to recover from it. (laughs) Yeah, you've all had time, huh? Yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah, true. So now you you you've got a, a bit longer than all the. I mean, we've I had a holiday. You do, you do. Thank you, sir. Actually, no, I had one. <laughs> you went. You went to Adelaide. I went to Adelaide. You went to I got Adelaide. to fly there. It was cool. Do they have lavatories in the Piper Warrior? Uh, it's a little tight, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> the windows open, don't they? Uh, there's only one little tiny window, about yay big. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> hey, yes. Yes. You're flying, over, you're flying over Adelaide. It would have really added to the ambiance. Oh, <laughs> down below. Adelaide's nice, oh, man. Yeah. Add to the quality of their Apologies water. to all of our listeners in Adelaide. We love you. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Let's yes. go. Andy. Okay. Yes. <laughs> what was the question again? What do I do? <laughs> yeah. What, right, tell right, us about I'll, your role in the aviation industry. Yes, that's- I'm a cabin manager. I work on the aircraft and I talk a lot. Yes. Yes. Man, man, if that's the criteria, I genuinely could be a cabin manager. <laughs> what do I sign? I think you <laughs> You'd be the manager of the cabin managers, mate. <laughs> The cabin manager manager. Exactly. Ooh. Well, the CAA. I can see you as a cabin manager, Tom. So, right. So, you actually have a lot of responsibility when it comes to the management of the cabin, right? Because, uh, hence the name cabin manager, actually. Now. Good one. <laughs> but, Absolutely. like, with that in mind, you have the final say on any decisions made 
I'm assuming a lot of flight attendants come to you for queries to do with what their role is in different areas of the cabin, that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It comes from things where they come up to me for general queries or I get to determine if you travel or not. Oh, that's cool. So, so you have the final say on whether or not someone is being too much of an idiot. Absolutely. If they are being yeah, right. too much, I can be like, well, I don't want you travelling and that's... Your liability. You've done that before Absolutely, a few times. I have. How yeah. often would you say you have to do that? Mm, on average, I'd probably say once a month, once every two wow, months, wow. depending on that's higher than the I time thought. of year. Yeah. It can get really bad and also depends on what shifts you do, which right. is why I like mornings. Yeah, okay, everyone's a bit more awake, <laughs> astute, just manageable. You know, whereas nighttime, everyone's tired. Or not not even or. when you do the earlies. A lot of people are just still starting their day. They're quite sleepy, and it's oh quite, nice. You know, simple flying. But when you do nighttime flying, that's when people have been drinking all day, and then oh. they want to come and fly home. Well, that's true. They've been awake, or some delays have happened, and then they get really, really aggressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have so many more questions, but before I dive into that, I just want to make you aware of something that Nick mentioned on the podcast last week about what he thinks the role of a flight attendant or a cab manager is. I don't know what I said. Should oh. he be sitting next to I me? I should not. Yeah. <laughs> I think for your own safety, we'll find out, I guess. Okay, here we go. Yeah, because what happens is they just go in the gallery, they just... <laughs> I wish I recorded that. Hang on a second. Shut up, man. <laughs> let's let's start that again. Yeah, because what happens is they just go in the gallery, they just close the curtains, and they just do their yeah. own thing. You know, if passengers want something, they just go. So, in other words, what he was what he was implying is that you guys just say strap your seatbelts in, here's some food, goodbye, and then you go off to the regalian chat for the rest of the flight. <clears throat> well, is it accurate? Well, have a think about this for a second. You get a lunchroom. Oh, yeah, true. Do you get a lunchroom? Yeah, at, at, at our job. Yeah. yeah. We have a lunchroom, yeah. yeah. Yeah? Do you actually get an allocated break? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Not really. Do, do, but do yeah, we, you get a time to just shut off? And we get a half and, and hour I'm not involved in this yet. I'm like on your side here. Your whole, <laughs> your whole life is a break. on my side. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I, I, you're, you're right. You I guys don't really have that, right? No. So I can do a 12-hour day and it's eat and drink when you can. If you're lucky, you get to sit down. Cool. We close that curtain because sometimes we just need 30 seconds <laughs> to be like, okay. <laughs> Passenger in 36 hours. Can, I, can, I, can I just say that that was taken in context of a seven-hour flight that was 30% full. <laughs> And I was talking about what the cabin crew were doing on that flight. Why would they bother on a 30% flight fall to get on their feet and actually be as productive as they possibly can when the flight is 30% full and most of the people are sleeping anyway? Okay, Nick, I just want to say, now you know how I feel when Tom just takes sound bites of of shit that I say out of context. What I'm hearing is just too much defending yourself for what I you totally said. agree. Everyone's I defending totally each other. And remember, context is everything, but you still said it. No, I will say one thing. <laughs> that, that is a really good point, but for the lessons at home, obviously I'm thinking natural natural jumps to conclusions based on that is that they might think, oh, well, what about the turnarounds? Don't you get time doing nothing then? Obviously you don't, right? You're, you're cleaning and then preparing the cabin for the next Correct. So next for flight. us, we don't get cleaners you say hello and goodbye to your cleaners when you come on board and disembark. Wow. So we are your cleaners. Everything that we do ask for your rubbish during the flight. Yeah. And when, you know, I know myself, I mentioned if you can leave your rubbish on the aisle seats, 
or pass them to the crew at either end of the cabin is so I don't have to break my back trying to Jeez. pick up rubbish that's left on the floor oh, yeah, because man. that's what I have to do on a turnaround. So your cabin is never going to be 100% spotless because we're not given a vacuum. Oh. We have our hands and that's it. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, man. That is... Oh, it gives me the shivers, like, cleaning up with, your, like, your bare hands and, like, no, no actual, like, tools to yeah, do Yeah, guys, it. on your next flight, please throw out your rubbish at least if you can or pass it to well, your uh, crew. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll wait for you guys to ask questions, but that just thought, made me think of a million more questions to ask. Okay, sorry. Well, let's take it all back here because my first question for you is what made you become a cabin crew for your airline? one. That's a good one. Truth or lie? <laughs> <laughs> we always start off with the truth and then tell us the lie. Well, what about? Lie. Yeah, hey, just mix it up. Say say both, and we have to guess. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, I like that. All right. Let, let's go with that one. Okay. So, my stepfather actually works for Qantas and the airlines, and as traveling as a young kid, obviously, I've always seen um, the cabin crew and that sort of stuff just at work because I was. A seven-year-old business class princess. Um, <laughs> absolutely. Sounds like Tom. Okay, Ollie okay. sounds like Tom's about 80 years older than seven. So, you know, I'd always see them and I'd always try to engage with them and be like, wow, that looks amazing. So that's what made me, you know, consider becoming cabin crew. I really hope that that's the, that's the right answer. And that's cute. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, the other yeah. one is I come from a background of sound and lighting. So I did study... Um, a diploma of live production and technical services. Um, that's a very, very male dominant career. Mm. Um, as a female, very hard for me to get a job. I was essentially on my mother's couch for quite a while. I got an email one day with a link to Cabin Crew that said, Get off my fucking couch and get a job. Oh. Okay. And now six years later, I'm still with the company. And you're which a cab manager, for? which shows that you've succeeded in the role as well. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah, which yeah. are we going for? Well, Fire I, I out, know, man. I know the answer to this one, so I'm, I'm out. It's like a little angel and devil, heaven and hell story. Both I know, of those. it's great. I'm, I'm going say. to go for the business class queen. One. I really hope for the sake of the fact that the male-dominated industry story and there's three blokes sitting on these couches right now, four blokes, that it's, <laughs> that it's not... Sorry, I, I forgot to count Ross for a second there. Yeah, yeah, I'm going with the sound and lighting technical background. Okay. Christos, mate, you're the deciding vote, really. What, what, what are you going for? Don't you dare say it's a bit of both. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. Is it you A, can't, you can't sit passenger on the fence. princess, B, technical background? So I'm having some technical difficulties. Okay, so he's got, she's got, he's, he's going. It was. I did it again. I didn't a, to. I reckon it was the first story. <laughs> The passenger okay. princess story. Yeah. Okay. Passenger. So we got so we got two for passenger princess and we got one for the technical. Okay. So what's the answer then? Uh, the answer is actually technical background. Oh. However, oh. I will say I was still a passenger princess at the age of seven. So oh. they're both. Hang on a sec. So Everyone's I could have been right saying it would have been both. Okay, no, because I said you weren't allowed to no, answer that. I, no. Exactly. That's what I mean. That's no, what I was. Anyway, sorry. That's okay. So the whole thing is. I, yes, I was a passenger princess, but it was something that I never really considered as a career. Yeah, it right. wasn't until I got that email from my mother saying, get it, get <laughs> off my couch and get a job. The sign is here. <laughs> that I considered doing this. Yeah. And yeah. It seems like it's been rewarding though. Look, it has been great and I can't fault it. It's every day's a new adventure, even if I do have to do 
back of the clocks. <laughs> yeah, 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 back of the clocks. And look, for people listening that don't know the context of a back of the clock, because it is somewhat of a surprisingly industry-specific term, back of the clock is exactly as it sounds. You're working an overnight shift, but for cabin crew, it's not working one single flight back, like overnight, it's working two. You have to get all these passengers off and then at one or two in the bloody morning load another plane full of passengers and then send them on their way back to where you came from. It's just, I don't envy you guys at all. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's so nice to hear you say that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can I I ask, with the back of the clocks, there are two ways of looking at it. Yes, you do get the passengers, I'd assume on your first flight, the one that departs early in the evening, you'd have a lot of... I'd say you're more likely to get your aggressive passengers who had been drinking during the day. But would mm-hmm. you say on that final flight, the real like two, three o'clock in the morning, would you say the workload would probably be less because most of the passengers would be asleep for the majority of the flight? Look, most of them are asleep for the majority of the flight. That's never an issue. But when it comes to our back-of-the-clock flights, um, one of our biggest concerns with that happens to be our medicals. So back-of-the-clock flights tend to where you have more people either pass out or more things go wrong with the human body because you're in the altitude. And when you are relaxed and you, and you fall asleep and all that sort of stuff, your blood pressure drops a little bit. Jeez. Creates a really touchy kind of area for your body so Mm. which means we have to be alert as much as we can even on those flights so as much as we want to try and get a bit of shut eye sometimes we're um we are able to just sit there and rest our eyes for about 20 minutes or so but we do have to pretty much be on our game just in case something does go wrong because that's where they tend to go wrong most of the time all right well i do have look i i am aware that cabin crew fatigue risk management is far less extensive than it is for pilots. Mm-hmm. So I also know that with, with some airlines, not just in Australia but around the world, where there's return flying involved, if it's a back-of-the-clock flying, the fatigue risk management system for pilots kicks in at a far greater level than cabin crew. Mm-hmm. They realistically a lot of the time can only do one mm-hmm. of those two flights, not the full return. What's it like for you guys seeing the pilots wave goodbye and you guys have to stay on? To be honest, we hate that because essentially for us it feels like that's fine, you do nothing, when realistically in the flight deck they do a lot and don't get me wrong, they definitely do a lot. However, they do get their controlled rest period where they do get one pilot must stay awake and do all the work, Mm. the other one gets to rest their eyes for 30 minutes and then we have to call them and that sort of stuff just to make sure that they are awake and alert. Yeah. We don't get that. We have yeah. back-of-the-clock flights, which are very intense, and it feels like we don't matter as much because they get to go off, yet we have to exert ourselves throughout a massive period of time. But most of the time, if we're on what we have as our back-of-the-clock available, we don't know if we're actually going to get used or not. So sometimes you've got crew who haven't slept all day, they won't sleep all night, and then that's an extended period of wakefulness, which is really not a good thing for them or for anybody else. Mm-hmm. But if they try to mitigate that fatigue, then they feel like they're going to get consequenced, and that sucks. Mm, <laughs> it does, it does. Okay, I'm curious to know what your favourite parts of the job are and what your least favourite parts of the job are. We obviously already know that cleaning up steaming hot piles of shit is not a good part of the job. No, but 
to add on to that one is also a bad part of the job is even though I specifically ask for children to be changed in the change tables in the bathrooms, they get no. changed on the seats. Oh. No. no. I have to pick up nappies that are left no. underneath no. the seat. And it's not just that. It's that or it's bags of vomit that get left in the seat oh, pocket. Bags of vomit. Do you get gloves at least? <sighs> yeah, but uh, like they were. So much. Yeah. Nick's like, a, Nick's sorry, like oh, she's got gloves. Yeah. It's fine. Like, no, no. I said, honestly, no, no. where your care factor ends, no. just, as long as they're wearing gloves, no, it's fine. No, well, she, no well, she was saying there was no vacuum cleaner. I was just trying to see how, how low her airline yeah. goes oh, in nice. terms of the equipment available. It's okay with you because they just go behind the curtain and do whatever the whole flight. Oh, we yeah. have weight limitations, Nick. We can't have a vacuum on the aircraft, yeah? <laughs> low fares, low equipment. <laughs> I like that. That's yeah. good. Thank you. you can't so much for it. this job being tea, coffee, tea, coffee, tea, coffee. Yeah. What do you mean tea, coffee? That's what I mean. So much for this job being tea and coffee. For My job is not tea and coffee. They also serve juice. Can, that, I think that is a big perception. A lot of people just I think flight attendant. A tea, coffee, and a banana bread for eight dollars. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I forgot the banana bread. <laughs> so worst parts of the job sound they sound very bad. It's that yes. it's having people. My other favorite one is having people vomit all over the flight deck door. And yes, I have to do flight that. Flight deck too. door. Oh. <laughs> they missed the toilet massively. <laughs> <laughs> this was on my last day as an LF before I got my full time promotion as CM. I get a call from up the front saying, I need help. Because my cabin manager was trying to eat their dinner in the forward galley. <laughs> and it is everywhere over the flight deck door, bathroom door, forward galley. I have to put on our body fluid spill kit. <laughs> so that's our gloves, our mask, our pa- oh, plastic apron. Go ahead with this powder no. stuff and clean it all. No, you oh. turned into a cocaine lab, like yeah. <laughs> deep cleaner, you know, like. Mid air. Thirty-six thousand feet. This is what I have to do. That's Proper unreal. Cabin crew breaking bad. Yeah. 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 It is. Yeah. Literally. That's literally. <sighs> you should have felt bad for the tech crew in there because all they could smell was a. Uh, Were you just purposely remorse. cleaning it slower then? Like, oh, just so much. I can't clean it quick enough. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. Oh, gosh. Oh. Yep. Actually, speaking of flight deck door, we're going to uh, remove the vomit from the equation. I happen to know, and it might be common knowledge, it might not be, that there are there's a code word for every flight to, Correct. to access the flight deck to, to talk to the flight crew. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have some real wild ones? Oh, I have a list of my favourites. I was I I have heard one of them once was margarita. See, that's a good one. Uh, we do like those, but it it honestly depends on um, you know what is I guess agreed upon. It mm. could be absolutely anything. It could be any kind of. It could be radio runway. <laughs> it oh, could yeah. be radio runway. It could be. Like, don't get me wrong. It most definitely could be. I'm just trying. Or to could see. be. Right, we got- have a Ross in 21A. And what? What's a Ross? No comment, you're wrong. No, 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 no. The one that everyone needs to look out for is Bob. 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 Right? Bob. Is that code word for like obnoxious dickhead or something? Or no, that's code Maybe on board. word for crew think you're hot. Oh. Stands for best on board. 
That's good. Damn, why have I never been called Bob? That's really... God damn it, I want to be called Bob. I can list a whole list of reasons why. Oh, wow. Oh, damn. There's an entire list. They're they're just my favourites. Oh, okay. Second one down is... Wow, so many. Whoa. Okay, can I have have a look at this? Yeah, I'm going to pass this. That's unreal. Some of those are just... I love them so much. That second one, I did not feel comfortable with. No, cut... Who doesn't love that one? No, actually, my sister hates it. Shout out to Desi. Moist. Okay, what about that one? I don't like the direction that it's heading. I don't like the direction that one's heading either. (laughs) But I'm curious. Is a little bit suspicious. It is. This whole list is suspicious. It's it's my favourite list. I have Mm. great words. This is why I'm one of the favourites. Yeah. Yep, I'm not surprised, to be honest. That, that, Wolfed. Yeah, wow. Apart from the absolutely glowing personality. <laughs> well, of course, of course. Now, actually, speaking of glowing personality, what about the good bits of the job? Good bits of the job. Um, so they can come in all forms of things. Um, getting people to their destination is rewarding in itself, but having that personal connection with, you know, some people, I did have broke my heart the other week. Um, I had this really emotional PAX on board flying down to Hobart, he was really, really, really not okay. We tried to talk to him, see how he was. He just couldn't get any words out. And we're like, okay. So we made him like a little care package, if you will. Hmm. And, you know, handed it to him because this gentleman bought these lovely children, a couple of those activity packs and that sort of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Stuff to keep them occupied. And, you know, the family that he gave them to didn't even say thank you. So that wasn't nice and... You know, this poor guy's going through a tough time. So we gave, you know, we helped him out, gave him a little care package and he broke down and just gave us all the biggest thank you and the biggest hugs as he disembarked because he goes, I've had a really, really hard day, but you've just made it somewhat better. Oh, my God. And it was just seeing, like, he was just such a sweet man who was just Mm -hmm. absolutely heartbroken with whatever was going on in his life. I don't know. And... Mm. You know, any if we can help and if we can make a, some sort of connection to be like, you guys are great, you've really helped me today. And anything that we can do to make someone smile if they're not feeling well, you know, that sort of stuff. Mm. And, you know, yeah, that. You oh. get so many cute kids. Really? I'm super clucky. I've been for like 10 years. So it's like cute little chubby children are just so exciting <laughs> for me. <laughs> well, you mentioned like, having a connection with passengers. Yes. So would you ever want passengers just coming and having a chat, asking you how you got into the industry, why you love your job so much? Oh. I know I do it all, being an av geek that I am, I always love talking to crew and asking them what got them into the industry, how their day is going. Absolutely. Yeah. It's nice to be seen as an actual human and not someone who is there just to serve tea and coffee. It's nice to have, yeah. you know... Oh, shit, you're actually a person. I'm going to see how you got into this. Or ask you how you are. Because Mm. the amount of times, even when we're boarding, and it's like, hey, how's it going? And it's, I'm 23C. Like, oh, that's okay. I'll just leave now, won't I? (laughs) Hey, how's it going? I have a boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, yes. Question three. Well, the next question. Here we go. Thank you, Nick. Wait, was that the soundboard or <laughs> uh, Mission accomplished. Okay, continue. Okay, of all the destinations that you've been to and you've operated to, what is your favourite and what is your least favourite and why? Okay, so um, 
My favourite was a trip that we used to do, which was pre-COVID. You would start over in Perth, you'd then make your way over to Bali, do a turnaround and head over to Singapore. And I think staying in Singapore for it was roughly even about 24 hours, just a little bit over. That was probably the best destination I've ever been to. It was just something that was rather different for me, but it was such a beautiful like Singapore is just a beautiful city. It is mm, stunning. It is. You know, you get to do so much exploring and all that sort of stuff and fun for me. Yeah. It's fun for Tom as well. It is fun. I once got my fiance deported from Singapore, but <laughs> other than that. Shout out Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. Genuinely, she actually cannot go back to Singapore without declaring that she she cannot go back to Singapore without the first declaring that she uh has been deported previously. It was during COVID. It's Everyone thinks that, and my head goes straight to High Point Singapore, as I call it, as in P-O-O-R, because they're trying to be the whole fountain in the middle. That's true. <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians vibe. Um, I was going to say... High Point, legit. You're obviously, you're obviously a cabin manager on the narrow body. Yes. Back pre-COVID, mm-hmm. did you have a chance to be on the wide body as well? So I did do what we call domestic relief on the wide body. Mm. And that was just before I became CM. So kind of just coming out of COVID, um, I did get that chance to do wide body. And look, as a passenger, I love the wide body aircraft. As a crew member, no thank you. I came (laughs) off that after three months. It was horrendous. Never again. (laughs) Never again. Wow. Just because there's more passengers on board or? Um. Look, you do have about 330 people on board, but not only that, it's regardless of having a bigger galley down the back, Mm -hmm. you still only have two seats that you're able to occupy if you wanted to sit down. Mm -hmm. There's that many crew members on board. If you're in the middle, mid-galley, you don't get a space to sit down because you have to remain in Mm. mid-galley. If you want to go, if someone pressed a call bell, you have to physically break your back to try and look underneath all the overheads to try and find where the call bells come from. Wow. So Airbus make it simple. It tells you exactly where it is. Just say 26 left or right. Boeing make things very difficult. So no thank you. Hey, I converted ages ago. I don't know what you're looking at me for. Is the only one of the four of us that was ever Boeing fanatic. There were no, other, the other three of us. Still, no, I'm still saying the 747 greatest aircraft ever made. Uh, I ain't changing my mind on that. 747 no, for days. Can't do it. The Queen... Non-negotiable. Yeah, but Boeing. Queen died ages ago, mate. Yeah, yeah, but Boeing. Yeah, but Boeing. Look, Boeing. You're entitled to your opinion, but you're wrong. Boeing, <laughs> Boeing, Boeing, gone. Yes, exactly. If it ain't Boeing, I'm not going. <laughs> we need uh, to get if weird. it is Boeing, I'm not going. I'd we need to Airbus or Airbus? Sus. Boeing, Boeing, gone. Wasn't that the joke we pulled together when all those Maxes <laughs> were crashing? Boeing, <laughs> Boeing, gone. No, I think the joke was Boeing. Yeah, it oh, is yeah. Boeing, Boeing. I have seen that one. I watched that one. Christos, question four. Question four. Well, we didn't get to the no, worst, yeah, destination. worst destination. Hang on a sec. We, oh, worst destination. We, 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 okay, What's so a we, rush? We said, we said Singapore was the best destination, yeah, okay, which I true. agree is a very good destination. And are we Bye. talking for like just in general worst destination or worst destination as cabin crew to deal with? Mm. As cabin crew to deal with. Um, as cabin crew to deal with. Um, I'm going to have to say Proserpine because my systems don't update in Proserpine. Whoa. Why is that? I have to stand out on the stairs and do the whole Simba scenario with our iPads to try and get them to update Simba. to the iPad. <laughs> life. Simba. <laughs> you will see me standing there with 
Just arms out the air. I've had update, update, update. I really want to go to passengers to see that. Here, God, please update my iPad. I I like to call myself a two-hour princess. Um, two hour one way, two hours back is mm-hmm. the max that I like doing in one like Fair. one flight is two hours. Perth Any? return? No, Perth yeah. return too long. I like to be kept busy. I don't like to have. Wow. I say downtime, but yeah. it's not necessarily downtime. It's just where it drags on for too long. I find the shorter the flights, the more I get done. The more wow. efficient it feels, and the more awake you feel throughout the flying. So, like a Hobart return. Do you love a good Hobart? My favorite is Lonnie Canberra. So, Lonnie Canberra, yeah. Yeah, those are the shortest. <laughs> You're getting Perth return. Out of Melbourne. You'd love New Zealand domestic. See, I probably would love New Zealand domestic. Yeah, true, mm. true, true, true. Is yeah. That, yeah, true, because it's like Wellington, Auckland. Christchurch, or yeah. Fantastic. I need to know what are some cabin crew pet peeves. Cabin crew pet peeves. Um, I did mention one before. It's, hey, how are you? Yes. 16D. Oh, okay, that's nice. I <laughs> do need to check your boarding pass. Yeah. yeah. 16D. I have some other details on there I need to check out. Can I please see your boarding pass? I don't understand why you need to see it. Oh. <laughs> oh. The D's for difficult, I'll tell you. That it's much that, for free. It's, you know, where do I put my bag? Turn around. <laughs> <laughs> look up. Where look, do I go to look the next up? One. It's not that hard. Go to the middle of the cabin. But I paid for this spot. You didn't. My you gosh. paid for your seat. It's giving. It's giving me all the obvious Karen questions it's vibes. Bad. That it's. I want a cup of water. Okay, no, it's just one. Yeah. Can I have a please? I need cup another of water? two. Another two. After I come back. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know. Jeez. Any milk or sugar with your coffee? Yes. How many uh, sugars would you like? No sugar. So just milk? No milk. Okay, so just... So have a conversation just, with just me. Black, just be just normal. Coffee Hi, welcome on board. Yes. <laughs> I had that. Don't even I've had that. What? I've had that. Or it's the, just the no acknowledgement. It's mm. I don't exist. No, the grunt. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, hi, how are you? Walk straight oh, whoa. Past, and I'm like... Excuse me, I need to see your boarding pass. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I know where I'm going. Give me, I need to see your boarding but pass. But I, I need to see it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you might not be on the right flight, my friend. Happened like, before. I yeah. know where I'm going. Really? You're going to Hobart? No, we're going to the Gold Coast. Well, then you better let me double check that we're going to the right place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Off the record, I would have so hooked someone by now. <laughs> oh, my God. Off the record, I did tell someone. They've gone to me. 16C. I said, yeah, that info's for you, not for me. Now show me your boarding pass. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Andy. That's the fight I want to see. I yeah. just had enough that day, and it was on a pineapple too. I just <laughs> I had it. <laughs> see, you say you like Hobart, but, like, what if it's coming off the back of Ramuji? Then is it, like... Why well, am I still here? That's where I had my latest altercation like, and like, had to like, offload a passenger. Oh, <laughs> oh really? Were they, were they just like barking and arcing at you, like back and forth, back and forth? Oh attitude? no, it was getting aggressive in the seats with uh, passengers in front of him. Like it was getting real bad. I need to hear stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, out. Okay. Well, the next question. Is any tips for passengers to make the flight more enjoyable? For Abs- example, faster boarding? Yeah, true. Absolutely. Boarding pass at the ready. Have one bag that goes underneath the seat, but in that one, keep your wallet, keep your passport if you're going to need it. Keep your iPad, keep your headphones, 
keep your phone, everything in that one bag, throw it underneath the seat, pop your luggage up in the overhead locker and sit down. Yeah. It but just makes it so much easier. Be organised is really what I'm getting that, out of that. It's if you come onto an <laughs> aircraft, generally the letters are A, B, C, D, E, F. Go in that order. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how the seats work. A, B, C, then D, E, F. Yeah. Do you have fights of people saying, well, actually, I booked the window seat. No, I booked the window seat. Yes. Yeah, I bet. I wanted the aisle and they gave me a window. No, actually, that's an aisle. See, oh, this good. gentleman, he actually, so, so this gentleman here, he actually paid extra for the window. So you're actually not entitled to said window because you didn't pay, you didn't pay extra. Absolutely. And that person did. So oh, but I wanted that. Why can't you do anything? I want a refund. I paid for it. I'm going to go check your booking. No, you didn't. <laughs> yes, I did. But I can see it here. No, but then you get the ones who go through travel agents. Hey, I've seen someone pay over $1,000 to get to Hobart. I'm like, mate, you got stuck. Whoa. <laughs> a thousand bucks one way. Yeah. No. On rent for a month, man. Shit. <laughs> Could you imagine paying over $1,000 for a flight to Jetstar? And, and then he has to pay for the toasties on board. <laughs> Yes. yes. Don't do the tasties. Tasties. I'll quickly. You think your bougie our seats are better than a QF73? Thank you. That's actually true. I don't actually. That's true. It's no, no, no. True. no, 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 no. Months Absolutely. ago, wait, wait, wait. Months ago, I would have said, "How dare you? <laughs> How you dare you? Tried You've to come sit so far in the quad, like in the four seat." And then you're stuck like a sardine the entire time. <laughs> I'm, a, you I'm a proud convert to the A320. I'll say it on the podcast. Fine. The 20, the 21, I'm much nicer. That. The final question yes. is, do you have any advice for nervous travellers? Oh, yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, look, it, it depends on how you want to look at it. Um, I know that it's turbulence that's scary and all that sort of stuff. Like, I see it every day. But... Mm. The best thing I can suggest is breathe. Don't abuse alcohol because that's only going to make it worse. Mm -hmm. So don't do that. Breathe through it. But just remember that turbulence, all it is is air pockets. It does not mean anything is wrong with the aircraft. Mm. You look at your cabin crew for reassurance. We'll tell you everything's fine because it is. We deal with turbulence Mm. almost every single day that we do that. And I tell a lot of people, if this job wasn't safe, I wouldn't be doing it. It is much mm. safer to be up there at 38,000 feet than it is to be on a car or yeah, in a yeah. car, sorry, on the road. It's, you know, a weird way to look at it and I hope I don't terrify people from driving now, but, like, yeah. if you're no, comfortable true. doing that, all it is is essentially going over speed bumps but in the air. Mm. That's a really good way to look at it. It's you're driving a car through speed bumps. That's all turbulence is. Yeah. At 300 it knots. really helps people. <laughs> 300 knots. <laughs> The suspension. Well, you obviously you're saying yeah, a wise idea is to not get pissed drunk, right? Absolutely, okay. don't do that. So, you obviously being a cabin manager and having had years of experience as a cabin crew, uh, I would imagine that you essentially, if you wanted to, could be a bartender because you know exactly when someone's limit is because you would have seen it that many times. 100%. And the way that I see it, especially on the flights that I run, I don't allow anyone to drink excessive. I'm probably the biggest stickler for alcohol consumption on my flights. Yeah, that's good though. Um, Good. I like to run it as simple as this. Use a responsible service of alcohol, but I will do a one drink per hour. And the reason for that is I call it we're an Airbus, we're not a booze bus. 
Um, I like, I like that. Bloody I like good. That. We need right? to make that into a sticker. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Hey, that's Sorry. good. Because I see it happen all the time. Yeah. When you're up there, your body reacts different. You're going to feel... 10 times worse up there drinking mm-hmm. what you would normally on the <clears> ground. And if you keep going and keep going and keep going within the first hour, by the second, third hour, you are almost at stage of pass out because you can't handle it as well as you can on the ground. And you won't be able to be relaxed. You won't be able to enjoy it. You'll keep going to the bathroom or you'll miss the bathroom and get the flight deck door. But, yeah. you know, oh. if you feel like you're going to be sick and being surrounded by that many people and that sort of stuff, it's not a good look for you. Yeah. I'd rather you keep your dignity, you keep your class, and save me from cleaning up your vomit on the flight deck door. Yeah, people don't know that, but because everyone thinks, oh, the cabin is pressurized. But yes, you're Absolutely. pressurized at 8,000 feet. Yes. You're not on the ground. You're like as if you were on a mountain 8,000 feet in the air still. Absolutely. So people don't understand that, but unfortunately. And sometimes they won't register it until they stand up and they're like, oh, damn. <laughs> Hold up. Wait a minute. <laughs> it's like something. When we get in the sky. Yeah. I'm probably getting to technicalities here, but isn't a booze bus anti-alcohol? Oh, Ross, just go oh, so- with it. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Okay. Uh, you've lost your mic privileges. I know. <laughs> cut him off. Cut him off. That's yeah. what Andy says. She yeah, says, cut, cut him, him off. off. Cut him cut off. Him off. <laughs> That's what pineapple, Andy pineapple, pineapple. Oh, it's on now. <laughs> <laughs> everyone heard that. I, I have everyone who's uh, going to back me up now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, look. I have to say, I I have a new. Well, I mean, I had res- I respect already, but I have a newfound like solid respect for cabin crew 100%. And, and everything Thank you guys you. go for go through. I always had respect for them, Tom. They are the hardest working of all of the crew, especially with the shit they have to put up with as well. Besides pilots. Now, if everybody has a look over there at Ross, he is trying to suck up to the cabin manager. Big that time. is correct. <laughs> it's trying to one up Tom. <laughs> <laughs> We'll accept a one-up. Yeah, we'll say that. It's okay. Well, that's a pass. You keep your mic privileges for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I think what I've taken out of this the most is to, as Tom Segura says, try not to lose your brain yep. when you enter an airport and maintain that on the flight because it just seems like everyone does seem to do that. They, they, I don't know if maybe there's a level of unfamiliarity to flying that causes them to lose their brain. I believe so. And it's easy for me to say what to do, but I travel every day. My job is travel and Mm. not everyone does that. So, you know, if I'm pretty sure everyone out there wouldn't have some connection with some sort of cabin crew, before you travel, ask them for advice on how to do so because it's going to make your travel life a lot easier, make mm. our job amazing. It's going to make our job a breeze for a day and mm. that, we really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. Don't you just hate when passengers blame you for something completely out of your control? For example, I was at Hamilton Island with a mate and then it was pouring down, pissing. The weather? Out. And yeah. they're standing out on the tarmac? They had to run because through onto it. yeah. You really need to stop putting stairs on the tarmac because my hair got wet. <laughs> I've got to find the photo now. <laughs> I have to find. I'm it. so sorry. I control the weather. That was my bad. I made yeah. it happen at this very moment. One second. Let me just call Thor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, this was the cabin when he boarded. So that, okay, that photo that you're showing me is just essentially a mist going through a cabin. Um, oh. Now. That's very simple. The amount of times I get people telling me, oh, my God, the cabin's on fire. No, you're wrong. Um, I thought it was you're wrong. Wait, wait you're wrong, you're, you're wrong. wrong. Wait for it. People were, the floor was apparently flooded and then passengers were getting changed in the middle of the aisle and the cabin manager had to get the captain to come out and say, guys, 
You just can't change. I have a story about that for you later. <laughs> All right, you know I, I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even bother about later, to That's be honest, because I mean. there's been it's so like, many stories now. <laughs> People just coming up to you and just complaining about, yeah. shit, it's not the cabin crew want to get home as much as you do. But people forget that I've got a home to go to. But in that mm. photo, what that is, is humidity mixed with air conditioning. So that's a whole bunch of condensation going through the cabin. Have you ever had to operate a flight where it's been recrewed because it's been significantly delayed or disrupted? And what would you say your experience is like serving those passengers who are heavily disrupted? Okay, so some of them are actually quite grateful that they're going anywhere, and which is really, really nice, especially when you bring up in an announcement, it's just like, we sincerely apologise for the delay. However, your cabin crew today have all come in on a day off to recover this flight for you, to get you where you need to go. That is just like, oh, well, thank you for doing that. And it's one of those things where some people are absolutely horrendous and it's just like, you delayed this flight, you did this, you did this. That's your job. It's like, I just came in on a day off, I'm trying to help. Yeah, (laughs) literally. And, like, I've heard stories where, like, the cabin over an announce, uh, uh, the captain on a cabin announcement yes. has like thanked a flight attendant who's come in and saved the flight. Realistically, absolutely, and I think that's to show the passengers that we care and that we do what we can if we can. If we can, we will do it. Yeah, and that's always what I'm very big on. It's you know. If I have a day off and I have nothing scheduled, and look, that's very rare for me because I'm a scheduled person. I like to schedule things that I get done and all that sort of stuff. If that happens. I'm more than willing to help out. If I need to extend to do something, more often than not, if I've got nothing on, I'll consider, you know. I'm happy to help passengers as long as it's known that I'm not there to be yelled at. I'm trying to help. Yeah, yeah. And the amount of times that I do have people yell at me, it's just like, I'm trying to help you. You want to get where you're going. This is the only option and you're welcome that I'm helping. (laughs) (laughs) Simple as that. What can I do? Exactly, exactly. Well, thank you very much for regaling us with your tales and and putting our minds at ease as to um, the difficulties with being cabin crew and, and some of the, well, quite frankly, the shit you have to put up with. Literal oh. and metaphorical. Oh, Tom. Well, I'm hoping I've been able to help bring some clarity to the job just yeah. so you do know that we're not, the, we're not there to just serve yeah. you tea, coffee, close the curtain in the galley. Exactly. We are there for your safety. If anything goes wrong, that's what we're trained in and yeah. everything else you see from Cabin Crew is a bonus. So Yeah, yep. yeah. So, so take it in its stride when it comes because, quite frankly, most passengers, it sounds like, don't deserve the kindness. Mine. So... Well, thank you, Andy, for coming on. Thank you for letting us quiz you. Um, we're going to jump now into a fun little game seg that Are I you have. going to continue to quiz her? I'm going to continue to <laughs> quiz oh, her. Oh, no. It's going to be fun. <laughs> okay, so each of you are going to get an airline or not. Oh, okay. Oh, is this is it an airline or an air conditioning company? Essentially, yeah. <laughs> That's the game. Uh, any of the answers, Metroliner. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> For some reason, they have an issue with the Metroliner. I don't know the why. The flying pencil. Ah, oh, yes. There's nothing wrong with it. Okay. The flying cigar, the flying pencil is a 757. Why like just every he's like the, garbage he, he, He's like the weird orphan of the group, just just so you know. Oh, I like you the took king. him in to be nice. Okay. I'm each, he's going to give each of you. He's a charity case. I'm going to oh, give oh, each of you dead. the name of either a real airline or a fake airline, essentially. Yeah. Okay. And I will give you as much backstory as you need 
to make your decision as to whether it's a real airline or not. But are you just going to make up a fake backstory for the fake airline? Yeah, I'm really good at bullshitting. Okay. I'm glad we, go. we got that on record. Here the very first airline is for you, Ross. And hang on. Let's so you've get- allocated these? Oh, no. I'm just like giving them to random people. Don't worry. Bullshit. I actually am. I promise. I promise. I've just got to do something real. I've got to add ambience. Oh, I can ignore that. Oh, get the game show music. 737 better than A320. Yeah, I'm getting the game show music. Thank you. Fuck. Uh, you're, on, you're on thin ice, mate. All right, all right. I'm just testing. Testing the waters. <laughs> Ross. Yes. Your airline today, or not, <laughs> Eagle Air. You can ask any question you want about the airline. Could I have a description about it? Okay. <laughs> Primarily uh, offering experience in ambulance flights, Eagle Air also offers the occasional charter through private jet services, not catering to the general public per se, but primarily to business outlets. That's probably why I've never heard of it. Where That's is it? the whole point of the game. Where is it, where is it based? <laughs> it is based in Iceland. 6 destinations with year-round possibilities, air charter services and day tours to Iceland's most beautiful places. Is there like a further description of it or do I have to guess? Do you it? want me to what what else do you want to know about? What type of aircraft do they use? That's a good question. One moment. <laughs> okay. Metroliner. Say they use Honda business jets and they use Gulfstream G500s. Fuck. I think I think you're bullshitting. I'm going to say it's not an airline. The answer is... It oh is in fact an airline. airline. Oh. It is in fact a real airline. I looked it up oh, and I'm like... I didn't want to give it away. I was like, oh, fuck, it's a real airline. I did the same thing too. I was like, you okay. looked it up too. <laughs> All right. That's why you were staring at me like... <laughs> As per usual, Ross loses. Yes, yes. Uh, well, it's the normal, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Who's next? Christos is next. G'day, mate. Here we go. I'm just Christos. Get, let me get Google You're up. give him the simplest shit for that? no points whatsoever. Hey, put that away. I'm allowed to. I'm not Waldorf. Yep. Oi! No. Yep. No Waldorf? Yep. An airline that services mostly military clients, they offer various service that involve catering to the armies within various bases throughout Europe for the US military. Mm-hmm. Do you want further description? What aircraft do they have? Primarily Avro CRJ-100s. Yep. Primarily? What other aircraft do they have? They also have one C-132 Hercules. What country are they located? USA. Are they part of the Air Force? No, they're a private charter airline that operate military contracts. Waldorf is what they're called. What are we thinking? Oh, are we thinking? I'm trying to scam what everyone's facial. <laughs> no, you're not allowed to look at other people's facial expressions, mate. You gotta, you gotta give me an answer. No, no, don't look at me, please. Don't I'm gonna give you a timer. Fifteen. I'm gonna say true. For, true. It's a real airline. It is not a real airline. I'm like, there's no way. I told you, bro. I can bullshit. It's a salad. It's a salad. (laughs) Well, that's where I got the idea from. (laughs) 
Swear to God, if that's on the Jetstar menu next time, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Definitely is. Who the hell puts apple in a salad? You're Italian, you. What? It's a fruit salad. Don't but Italians mix weird food together? Like espresso and orange you're juice? Greek, you put yogurt on meat. You drank espresso <laughs> and orange juice. <laughs> All you right. put yogurt on meat. All that's right. all I'm going to say. Okay. Sometimes it's okay. Just for the sake of me winning this argument. If you I'm, just, I'm a bit of both. Do you do it as well? No, I'm Maltese background. Oh, oh, close enough. Okay. <laughs> Nick. Yep. Tell my phone. Smokers Express. Okay. <laughs> So, give me a description. Smokers Express was a Cocoa Beach, Florida-based company that would have provided smoking flights to destinations within the United States. Founded in 1993 by William Waltz and George Mickey Richardson, the company never received enough funding to begin operations. What jets were they planning to have and where were they planning to fly to? Okay... Only using exclusively McDonnell Douglas DC-9s. The routes that they were intending to service were to Las Vegas, Dallas, Houston, New Orleans, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Orlando, Miami, Titusville, Atlantic City. All right. Where did you say they were based out of again? Uh, Cocoa Beach, Florida. And what was the name of the airline? Smokers Express. Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And they never came to fruition. They never got off the ground. Okay. But they're an airline that existed. I actually do believe that, though. Yeah? I do. So you're saying real airline? Well, they never existed, so technically... Are you saying it's an airline that once existed? I'm saying that's it. Yeah. I'm saying it's... Okay. I reckon this technicality will mean the difference between Nick getting it and not. That is correct. What the fuck? As usual, Nick dominates the... the (laughs) (laughs) All right. The final piece to the puzzle. Here we go. Andy. Swear to God, she gets it right. Okay. Seal Air. S-E-A-L Air Alright Okay Okay I'm just looking up the description Or am I (laughs) Dun 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 Okay sorry here we go An airline that operates out of Pakistan Founded by a gentleman who had a lot of money Come into his pockets from the US military After contracts that were run during the war in Afghanistan uh, they operate with. Wait, I'm looking. At there's a there's a whole tab for baggage on this website. Why is there a tab for baggage? Here we go. Oh, A320 aircraft for its domestic flight operations. They started their cargo business in 2020 and 2021, primarily operating cargo routes with limited to no passenger charter operations. Seal Air is also planning international cargo operations with the help of the world most leading cargo SPA operators. It will bring considerable income into and greatly facilitate Pakistan's large-scale cargo businesses. Seal Air, a cargo carrier out of Pakistan. Yes or no? What are we saying? (laughs) Ignore that. (laughs) 
Does that mean I got it right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just gave it away. Um, oh, it's because they're messaging in the group chat and it's popping up with notifications on the, on the computer. I'm Can you guys stop? No, I'm not saying nothing. Of, of course you three would leave. I know. They're of scheming. Of course you would do this. They're yeah, 100%. You're on your own. Um, <laughs> no, look, I, I'm just going to go with it's a real airline because... I really want to see him make sure hopefully it's right. <laughs> it is not a real airline. Air Can I say that was a dick move, by the way, because <laughs> did you see what Nick sent into the chat? Is no. it SCL? SCL is a real airline. Because I was, I, was, I, I literally, I literally I put knew. in Seal Air Pakistan, Same. and it said SCL. I'm like, hang on a sec. But the there is this rat. one. But oh, there oh, is oh, Seal Air. It is an air conditioning company. How about? Wow, how, wait, was it actually Seal Air's an air conditioning company? Yes, <laughs> this is a fantastic game. I thought game. we were well, playing Thank real you. or fake airlines. Yeah. Not is oh, it I an airline or is it an air conditioner? Jetstar. No. <laughs> I said that as a joke. I didn't think it was. I might like do this game, but with aircraft. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. I might change my game up because yeah. it's so shit. Real or fake aircraft? Kind of Metro aircraft line of fake is aircraft. Not the favorite. Which is not the favorite? Um, the A three thirty. 200 and 300 oh, series. Shut up. Honestly, you admit it on the podcast. What, what is what is not the favorite? Yeah, A three thirty. I don't like it. Yeah, A three thirty. It's just it's so bad. I can't stand it. And quite frankly, I'm surprised anyone else likes it. Flight, flight to Singapore without any in-flight entertainment on Qantas, mate. Shocking. Scrap metal that still flies, if you ask me. And the and JQ7 next to me had in-flight entertainment. Oh, wow. And they probably paid half the flight price. Yeah, so. All right, so <laughs> anyway. which one are we going for out of Airbus Rangers? Like, top, top shit. What, what are we thinking? A320. Yeah. I like the 321s. Yeah. I like the A350 1000X. The A350 is a Mark mm. 787, sorry. Yeah, but it's still going to make it better, so... Yeah. To fly on A380. It doesn't matter. Regardless, anything Boeing tries to do, Airbus does it better, so... Thank you. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do better. Absolutely. All right, well, let's wrap it up there, I reckon, because we've put Andy through enough shit tonight. sorry, Andy. (laughs) Okay? She's been through enough shit as well. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She's well prepared. I reckon... To end the show, Andy should do a PA sending us off. Oh, yeah. Can we hear your cabin manager voice? Send it, it off. Come thank, on. Th- thank you for it listening doesn't have to, It doesn't have to be to send us off. If you, if I just want to hear the cabin manager voice. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. depends. What do you want me to do? It's, I mean, send Usually you do like, it in front of hundreds of people. Like, normally what a, I it do. It should be easy. Welcome to country. Welcome <laughs> to country. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know, no, no. Okay, okay. What about when? Okay, I can do the. I can do the welcome. I can do the welcome to country. The rest of it, if you like. Okay, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw a directive from the flight crew your direction, Oof. and then you have to you have to do the first announcement that you do based off of that. I feel like I'm back in training. You ready? Cabin crew, prepare cabin for landing. The captain has asked the cabin crew to prepare the cabin for landing. Please return to your seat and bring your seat back upright. Lower your armrest, open your window shade and stow your tray table. Please make sure your hand luggage is now either underneath the seat in front of you or back into an overhead locker. Now is the time to check onto your closest exits. That is unbelievable! <laughs> that, was just, that was awesome! That was 
rips like amazing. Uh, well, thank you very much, everyone, for for tuning in. Thank you, Andy, for joining us today. Really appreciate it. No, really appreciate you. everything we've learned today. It's been really great. Yes. Congratulations on the giveaway as well. Thank exactly. You well done. Thank, thank you, you Andy. And, and congratulations and t- on the shittiest story. <laughs> And with that shitty story, we'll say goodbye. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Laters, y'all. See you later.